I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coming up today on the Football Ramble. It'd be quite a good tactic for Jurgen Klopp or any manager to encourage players to get tattoos of the clubs. My ideal Motherwell investor would be Taylor Swift. She could come and give concerts here before a game. Can you imagine that? At Fur Park. For um, every game. <laughs> but it's not billed as that. This is billed as a grudge match. Shut up, you don't even care. <laughs> It's cold out there, but it's warm in here, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Bournemouth hosts Liverpool this weekend, and Ivan Tony's back. It's Friday, 19th of Jan. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Venusha to hunt the Raja. Hi, everybody. It's Freitag, as the Germans would say. And my goodness, it's lovely to have you all with us. Vish is gleaming. He's thinking, oh, weekend time. That means, well, we can't say that, but it means good times. Is <laughs> <laughs> that what you think? You look at him and think he can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. He's so motivated. About giving off energy. Just get through this. Yeah. Wait, I, th- I think you, you start the weekend here, which is the perfect place, really, yeah. to, to launch off into orbit. <laughs> yes, yeah. You're not having that? No, I'll take that. Okay. It does explain why you keep counting down before you let me out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bell goes yeah. and you're the off. The keys have gone to your head. Yeah, very much so. Now, there's been a lot of football played this week, of course, um, but the Premier League is very much the focus uh, this weekend. But if you want to catch up on Nottingham Forest and Everton's FA Cup wins, then do catch Ramble Reacts with Pete and Andy straight after this. Uh, the episode is right above this one in your podcast app. Andy um, and Pete also talked about Jordan Henderson, which we uh, a man we will talk about um, in, in just a moment as well. Um, yeah, Andy said he'd, he'd basically had the worst six months work experience ever. I think that's fair. Yeah, so... Uh, Especially so, as it looks like it's going to have been unpaid. Uh, yeah. So, Possibly so, might even cost him money. Indeed, yeah. So do, do check that out. Um, but let's start... Uh, the football ramble preview show today with Bournemouth 
versus Liverpool. It's on Sunday at 4.30 and Bournemouth are a side we know, Jim, are quite dangerous uh, at the moment in the Premier League and, and but Liverpool are more dangerous sir, because they are top of the league <laughs> absolutely yeah and they don't really seem to be missing Mo Salah at all do they so that that's... well they might miss him for a bit because he got well, injured in, indeed they might but at the, at the moment they haven't really the level doesn't seem to have dropped off without him um, that would be one of the things going into this game where you would think okay this is a bonus they're, they're weakened without Mo Salah that doesn't actually seem to matter which is terrifying mm. um, be interesting to see how Bournemouth approach this because they understand er, Areola's style now clearly um, there's been a, been a lot of talk about uh, you know from various Bournemouth players in, in recent weeks talking about you know how they took a little while to get up to speed but now that they understand their press and it's become automatic and you know when to do certain things so that's that's you know very clearly mm-hmm. um, responsible for their upturning form so you wonder how they'll approach that against Liverpool because they do play in, in a very sort of front foot positive mm-hmm. way but obviously if you take that game to Liverpool you 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 run the risk of getting absolutely murdered. So Yeah. Well, and they score goals, um, the Bournemouth. I mean, it's been a long time. I think you have to go back maybe to um, October where they didn't score in a match, which, you know, very, very impressive indeed. Um, the, the only thing I would say about Bournemouth is their, their record against the, the top clubs at the moment has, has if, you, if you look at the run of form they've had, they have beaten sides who... You notice I haven't put Manchester United in that top bracket there. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is entirely fair. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is not a criticism at all. You know, they've, they've, they drew against, say, Aston Villa, who've been going very well, as we, as we know, this season. You know, won at Palace. They beat the mighty Fulham for crying out loud. So they've had some very, very good wins. But against the top sides, understandably, like most of the other sides in the in the league, they've they've not had the big scalps. Although, of course, winning 3-0 at Old Trafford, you do have to put yeah, that, that absolutely. in there. So this is a test. Don't say so reluctantly. <laughs> they lost a way to Spurs um, but this is um, this will be interesting as you say Jim how they approach this because they are playing the side who are top of the league but they're playing a different Liverpool side aren't they they're well, playing Liverpool side without Salah without mm-hmm. Trent Alexander-Arnold so, they might be without Sobersly mm, they're not going to win 9-0 is what you're saying well absolutely or even you know putting the same performance that they did when they lost 3-1 earlier this season because I think there's just a, there's obviously just a bit more understanding there, as, as Jim pointed out. They seem probably up to speed, and they just seem like they belong as well. And I think that is kind of housed primarily in in Solanke, really. I yeah. think like it's obvious that, to mention him, but there's a reason for that. Yeah, but but I, I think if you're we're mentioning him because he feels like a, like a bit of a totem of of what they're doing. Like it it, it corresponds to I suppose his confidence, his general. Mm-hmm demeanour now and he's always had that he's always had a bit of that like kind of sporting arrogance which which you need to be a top flight player and it feels like he's now justifying that as well yeah and you know if you look at the top scorers chart in in the in the premier league you know only um uh, well the injured Erling Haaland and now the injured Mo Salah have scored more goals than him you know he's got the same as Song Hyun Min in He's above everybody else. There's no point in naming them. I thought you, you know. were suggesting that he was responsible for the injuries. Well, I you certainly can't say that about Salah because that happened in, in the Ivory Coast. So it would be quite remarkable if Solanke managed to disguise and get and, and do. We that. don't know how deep his network is. True enough, Jim. True <laughs> enough. Oh, I see what Up. you mean. Yeah, he did not not all. He doesn't do all his dirty exactly. jobs himself. Yeah, yeah. okay. Fine. We're just asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> We are. That's all we're going to do. Now, um, uh, yeah, so Solanke's there. Uh, eight goals in his last eight games. I've said it once and I've said it again. Or asked it once and I'll ask it again. Is it too late for the Euros? It's um, an unavoidable conversation at the moment, isn't it? Given his form mm. and, and given the fact that he's, um, you know, 
posting these numbers. Ivan Tony coming back, which we'll come on to potentially yes. put some competition in there. Poor old Ollie Watkins um, seems to get relegated out of this conversation. It's possibly just because of slightly different style of player. Well, no, he, but... he he was in the conversation when his form. You know, yeah. was there was a big upturn in his form and, and the quality. So, so Ollie Watkins is already in the conversation. I think you're sure, talking about like, those who are joining it. That's fair, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I guess if something happens to Harry Kane, Harry Kane gets ankle injuries. Happens every season. It's just something he has to manage. Something that's inevitable. We're very lucky it's not happened over a tournament. Yeah. Like we have to really, really strongly consider all of these options. Mm. So I think it would be, um, I think it'd be silly not to select Solanke in the um, in the in the next round of friendlies. Personally, mm, okay. Well, Got to have a look at him. Surely he's, he's earned that. Yeah, you'd say he has earned it. And if he can uh, bag against Liverpool, you know that will only add to the uh, to to the to the chat about Solanke as well. Um, yeah. So I look. I Liverpool will be expected to win this game. Sure. Let, 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 let's not be silly here. But still, we've asked this at various points in the season about Liverpool. Have you been convinced of them? What do you think at the moment, Vish, with regards to Liverpool? Are you thinking they can really go and, and, and go the distance here? Or do you expect Manchester City, as, as some people are saying, oh, well, they're going to wake up and they're going to, you know, just sort of pick up where they, they left off in the sort of second half of last season? Well I, I, well, I think at this juncture, Man City are going to win the league. Right. But I do think Liverpool will push them close. Right. And I think what, you know, the, the Liverpool we've seen recently has almost, you know, they, they because they were starting with a whole new midfield, essentially, mm-hmm. they basically worked it out amongst themselves. They, they've learned by doing throughout the first half of the season, essentially, mm-hmm. where someone like Endo, I suppose, comes in and is in the base of that midfield. And that... Not quite happened by coincidence, but it certainly didn't happen at the start. And a lot yeah. of that would be, you know, for him getting up to speed and stuff like that. But it feels like they now know what their ideal level is. The issue is, I suppose, that they've been unable to put it out on the park. You know, Robertson's injury has been long term. Yep. Endo, I mentioned there, is, you know, at the Asian Cup. So there is a little bit, you know, it doesn't feel like City are afflicted by any of these issues in the same way. Obviously, everyone has injuries, but because mm-hmm. of the nature of their squad and their a general dynamic, it feels like they just, it, it doesn't matter who comes in to a point because they just, they, they, everyone knows what to do. That bodes very well. It does. It bodes, I mean, the reason, like, it's not like we were saying that they were, the um, Man City had like fallen apart at the start of the season, mm. but they've lost three games already and are still two points behind Liverpool. Yeah. So they're in like, you know, it's, that tells its, tells its own story. But I think what Liverpool really do need and we might get it in the next month or so because of the absences. It probably needs to happen. But for all the enjoyment we get from Darwin Nunez as this, you know, uh, not hit and miss, but, you know, like quite chaotic character. Yeah. Chaos is the word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's not quite an enigma in the way that, like, you know, you know how to do a crossword. It's just, you know, getting all the answers right. That's the issue. Yeah? That's it. You nothing know about, how to enter the lottery. It's just it getting is, those numbers, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, because like, to call someone an enigma is to like not know where the starting point is. We know what the starting yeah. point is with Darwin Nunez. Mm. It's just getting all the right answers. Yeah, yeah I think Darwin Nunez, yeah, he's not particularly enigmatic. I think no. he's more, it's like trying to herd ill-disciplined sheep. Mm. Well, ill-disciplined raptors. <laughs> You're basically yeah. trying to tame a raptor, aren't you? Because it, because everything he does yeah. instinctively is brilliant. Mm. And as soon because, you know, he uh, if you look at, uh, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but if you look at all the chances he creates, oh, yeah. if you look at like his general conversion, obviously he misses loads, but he, he's like his record is weirdly quite good. Mm. 
I for mean, someone that we always talk about, like the bad, the quote unquote bad bits. It's the old um, thing that people used to say about Andy Cole, isn't it? It's like he needs five chances to score, but he will get like he'll make ten in a game through well, his positioning. He's, he's got that about him. He yeah. just he sort of ghosts around and it just makes himself available. Well, and I mean, to be fair, Chris Pratt tamed a raptor in the in Jurassic World. So that's a good point. Maybe Jurgen Klopp should watch that. You're lucky yeah. Luke's not here because a mention of Jurassic World and he wouldn't be very happy at all. He's, I mean, it is awful, but... Yeah, I mean, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, I, Patrick Bamford was saying recently on the BBC that uh, if a striker's missing chances, it's still good that they're getting in the positions, the chances are being created. But you've still... One of the handy things is is that striker is still occupying defenders. Yeah. So they're still getting in possessions where defenders have to kind of go and mark them, which leaves space and and da 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 It's an obvious kind of point one when it's made but before it is made sometimes you think oh yeah actually I didn't think it's obviously not good if you're like oh, brilliant hit the next one over the bar I didn't mean it like that you know um, yeah. marking so, defenders <laughs> they're marking defenders out the game um, is, is, is a, an incredible way to spin it but let's go with that why not um, Alexis McAllister has, has been enjoying life at Liverpool it's fair to say he's a fine player as we know um, and he's been enjoying it so much so that he already wants to get a tattoo of the club crest on himself and I think that he will have longevity at that club. I mean, longevity nowadays in football is about two or three years for crying out loud. But I think, you know, he, 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 all being well, he'll be there for a few years. You would expect a player of his quality and his age as well. But it is a tattoo. And I just think just, just in case there's a falling out. I know, but he's but, got a lot of tattoos already, though. He does. And, does and, he? And, yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. loads of them. Some people view them very differently, don't they? Yeah, Some exactly, people think yeah. it's like this really serious thing that you, you know, well, you've got to be careful, you're going to carry around it, this tattoo for the rest of your life. Some people just simply don't really care about that. Yeah, but no, but the things he has got tattooed is he's got the year 1998 on him because that was the year he was born. Mm. So I suppose, you know, in case you forget or something, or can, can I see any ID? Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> he's got the number, I think it's number 28, if I remember correctly, which was his number. Argentinos juniors, juniors, where he played. Um, did you need to do that? Yeah, I think I did. No, for the sake you need to do a colliery impression. Little bit. Right. Yeah. I just, because there'd be right. so, well, <laughs> there'd have been so many people disappointed had I not have done that. Yeah, let me you, tee you up for another one. S Club Juniors. There you go. <laughs> you see? Um, I, I enjoyed he, it. I, I enjoyed I, it the I second he, time. I knew he didn't mean seven there. Yeah. You see? Um, <laughs> and I thought he did. That's the worst. That, and that yeah. is how it goes, you see. Sorry, you are saying. It's amazing you're at this table with <laughs> yeah. Jim and I. Um, and that looks bad on us. But uh, but yes, yeah, so we've got number 20. Um, and he says there's always a reason why he gets these tattoos. But people get tattoos for, for moments in their life, not thinking like... I wonder how this is going to look when I'm 65 No, 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 but it's not that. It's more a case of, like, say if he leaves Liverpool under a bit of a cloud. But what, it's how he feels right now. I get, yeah. I get the impulsive nature of okay, tattoos. Okay, fine. I don't know if he's got a Brighton one. In an industry... Has he got a Brighton one? Because if he hasn't... Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's well, the same story, doesn't it? It'd be quite a good tactic for Jurgen Klopp or any manager to encourage players to get tattoos of the clubs because <laughs> then they're, if things are starting to get a bit you yeah. know, dicey for whatever reason, you might think... I've got the tattoo now, so yeah. if I kick up a fuss, mm. I'll end up looking like a knob. So you've got, he should, you've he got to buy into this. He should brand his players. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, yeah, right? Well, convince them to no, brand Jim, themselves, I'll right. tell which you is in a way worse. If they end up in a different field, just check yeah. and return them. Yeah. Talking of herding sheep, I'll tell you who would have done that. 90s Ferguson. Early mm. 90s Ferguson at Manchester United. Is it? Is it definitely Lee Sharp at that party? <laughs> Pull his sleeve up. He's there, right, he's got the tattoo. I'm coming. You know, that's what would have happened. Well, um, Ferguson, Ferguson's thing was encouraging his players to get married as soon as possible to the extent right. that when Johnny Evans was doing one of his first press conferences in a, it was a Champions League press conference it was during his wedding <laughs> <laughs> 
But it was a Champions League press conference. <laughs> and sign in the register. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Evans's girlfriend at the time was, I think she was like doing work experience for ITV. So she was just happened to be attending there to mm. you know see how it all works. And Ferguson heard that she was in the crowd during his press press conference. Said, "Oh yeah, Johnny's uh, with, with a you know nice young woman. Um, they should really get married." Soon, shouldn't they? And like looked out for her. Just yeah. sowed the seeds straight away. <laughs> Pushed Johnny to his knees, put a ring in his hand. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Mm. Yeah, um, Arsene Wenger was big into that as well. And uh, yeah. Just to clarify, when you said Arsene Wenger was really into that. He was being married. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. No, we it's should... the voyeur stuff, in it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you meant. Am I going to get an invite? <laughs> <laughs> He's watching a wedding. <laughs> Oh, that looks a little fun. Oh, dear. Wedding cake is good. Oh, well, they're going to play Shout soon. <laughs> it's my favourite bit. <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> well, uh, gentlemen, let us uh, move on to Jordan Henderson. So, uh, yes, Andy, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Andy and Pete did talk about this, and, and we're going to talk about it as well. His contract has now been terminated with Saudi Pro League side Al Atifak after six months at the club, and Ajax have now officially signed him. Of course, I'm sure everybody has seen this. Now, he's reportedly not received a penny for his time in Saudi because his, um, he deferred wages to avoid UK tax. Very quickly... Say if you're speaking to a child, what does that actually mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so um, I, I believe in Saudi that if you stay, if you live there, you have to live there for two years to avoid a lot of... For, for Saudi... For, for your salary to be, be tax-free. I know in this instance, I'm not sure you know how it works across the rest of the country, but for Jordan Henderson to get his salary tax-free, he would have had to live there for two years. Yeah, right. so he will be um, subject to Saudi tax, but also... Possibly Dutch and UK tax, I believe. I think one or the other right. is how I understand that, which is 47% for the upper bracket in the UK, and then I think it's 49.5% right. in the Netherlands. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, he'd be, he'd be taxed. Jordan Henderson has joined FC Ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's joined Cayman Islands United. Um, um, yeah, so he's obviously going to get taxed. I mean, I think the idea that he's walked away penniless or won't make any money or, or owes them a tenner or something yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's quite the situation and I don't think anyone's going to have much sympathy even if that is the case well possibly um, but uh, but he's he's now signed for Ajax we, we do know mm. that which I think is a lovely old job well, for it's Henderson it's an interesting one isn't it we've sold a lot of weapons to Saudi Arabia in the UK it's rare that they land in Amsterdam uh-huh. uh, it's quite it's a quirky um, thing to have a have a seasoned England pro mm. playing for Ajax and I mean they're having a torrid old time but do you th- is the standard enough for him to get back into or, or to stay in Southgate's plans do yes. you think yes, because that's the yeah, I do. that's one of the motivations isn't it apart from trying to essentially save face was I anyone think... else a little certainly not, I'm not going to say the opinion was changed but it felt like the move was slightly different than I anticipated by the length of the deal there was an element of like Mm. A bit more long term here. I, I really just thought it was for the next six months, essentially. That yeah. it'd be that kind of. It was a two and a half year deal. Is yeah, it? I mean, so, so there's a there's a real sense of um, I don't know, like he would he wouldn't have signed that mm. for the sake of it, particularly given where he's come from yeah. and the mistake he made in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So there's an element of uh, an element of wanting to put roots down there and also be something to someone again, if I think, that makes I, sense. I think that does make sense. Well, it's all, it all come around relatively quickly, isn't it? So it yeah. might just be the case that he's jumping on the chance to, to get away from this situation. I, you, you sense, you know, the athletic interview was a was a sort of interesting insight into how he was thinking. Um, it was, I think he was essentially trying to 
convince himself that yeah. this wasn't what it looked like when it clearly was everything it looked like. And I'd imagine if you were in that situation where you've become sort of byword for um, greed and mistakes, essentially, mm-hmm. I don't think you'd ever think about anything else, would you? You would constantly mm-hmm. be thinking about it. You'd, you'd be dreaming about it. I think he just wanted out of this nightmare, absolutely of his own making, as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think that's... well. And, and to be fair to the club, you know, they did speed up the process and they didn't stand in his way and, and, it, and it, yeah. by by all accounts you know it was all done very very amicably it's an interesting one isn't it it's 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 hard to know whether it damages the saudi pro league because he's not the only player making noises about leaving he's, he's to my knowledge the first one to actually leave only ren and Lodi so far has moved to saudi in this window um from, from a european club i believe um I don't know whether it's a good thing for the Pro League that they're now not getting all this negative publicity that's associated with Henderson because obviously he's associated with the Premier League, which is Mm. the the league that generates so much news around the world. Or, um, you know, whether it's a bad thing because it could be the beginning of of like a a lot of players leaving. It it could make the league look, you know, a a little bit too bit. It's, Mm. it's, It's a really complicated thing. Yeah, I think that I think Saudi Arabia will be in this for the long haul. I don't think it will be quite the situation we saw in China, where I think China, the the the, the authorities there probably thought, "Hang on a minute, we're, we're this is this is now a bit of a piss take. We need to massively row back on this." They've hit massive obstacles quickly though, which is not just the players leaving, but the attendance is still being really low. But they have increased though. Yeah, but they're I not mean, going to increase overnight. They're going from five thousand to seven thousand, aren't they? Which is an increase. Which it is, but well, I, I understand what you mean, Jim. But they are battling away. I mean, I'm not trying to now. You know, here I am defending the Saudi Pro League. I'm not. I'm just saying, it, it, factually, it has increased. It and has, but if it increases that little, when you bring all these huge names in and this this big marquee mm-hmm. summer in which you know you you announce yourself on the world stage as, as being a player, and then it's only that marginal. I understand what you're saying, but it won't just be one summer, though. I mean, when you say all these players. Yeah, they've they've signed a couple of handfuls of big players, but there's a lot more to be done, and 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 this is an ongoing thing. And hence, I think that they'll be in it for the long haul. You know, you remember the Premier League. You know, when, when you know mm-hmm. the likes of Rude Hullet and and one or two others turned up, it was it was really exciting. Now, very very different um, uh, histories of, of of in the leagues and, and qualities, you you would say. But the Premier League didn't bang suddenly become what we now know as the Premier League overnight. It would it would take a little. It bit wasn't more. trying to do that though. It wasn't trying. Hence, to I said of... that it's very very different. But what I'm saying is though that for, for the league to truly really kind of change and so on again, the long haul is what they're in for. I don't think they will mm. give two hoots. Well, and... having lost Jordan Henderson, <laughs> talking about changing. Right? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean that, that... he was the guy, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But you know, your point about um, losing the bad press as well is a really important one because. Perhaps one of the reasons they sped it up was like, mate, it's just not worth the hassle. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, it could be, but I, I'd like to think that maybe that they have been somewhat bruised from this negative publicity. I, 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 I don't, I don't, nec- I, I don't necessarily think that. If you think of the whole thing, if you think that of the the whole project broader than the league itself, think mm-hmm. of all the different things they've had, the Club World Cup, mm-hmm. um, Spanish, Spanish Super Cup, Super yeah, Super um, World Cup. They will uh, have the World Cup. Yeah, well, you know, World Cup build. Um, even we can throw in Newcastle with that as well. To yeah. a point, yep. um, Newcastle, plenty of other sports as well. Yeah, pl- plenty of other sports. They're about to make quite well. They're tentatively going to make quite a big move into cricket, which I appreciate doesn't sound like a big deal, mm-hmm. but it is because then you're kind of you're you're throwing that on a whole other sport uh-huh. in terms of would you like to come and yeah. play in Saudi Arabia as Fish. they did with Live Golf. That'll test you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it won't actually, and that's not the point, is it? It's not about testing us or or the media or you know. No, I'm saying it would be a test, or they go one day. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> 
You deserve that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's not necessarily testing the scruples of, of people like us or the media. Mm. It's just about upping profile, isn't it? And, you know, to, to go back to my original point, I was really surprised that they thought Jordan Henderson did that, which is probably disrespectful of me as um, uh, an England captain, Champions League winner, league winner, mm. Premier League winner. But at the same time, like, they've still got loads of players. And, like, Ben Zemmer's pissed off at the moment, but yeah. he's, he's, he's kind of pissed off because because of the football yes. rather than anything well, else. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that will sort itself out. Mitrovic is still bagging him in, yeah, by the way. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. Still keeping... I think, it's, I think he's one goal off Ronaldo. Yeah. It's absolutely Mitro, ridiculous. Mitro trying to Kareem, look, if you're not got the minerals, <laughs> that's on you. It's yeah. unbelievable. I'm genuinely pleased for Henderson that he signed for Ajax. He will know that this is potentially quite an embarrassing thing. Well, it is yeah. an embarrassing thing for him. Um, but, you know, I'm glad. I think Ajax is a really good move for him because I think if he'd come back to England, I don't think he probably wanted to play for a side that wasn't Liverpool. That may be a bit too rose-tinted spectacles about it. He may not have had offers. But it, the, the quality of the league will not, to, um, will not stop him getting picked for England because it is clearly a better league than, than the Saudi Pro League. It is not in the top four, maybe even top five leagues in Europe. But it's still, you know, you are playing against good players and and, and whatnot. And so I think his England chances will be increased massively because of this. Yeah. Quite frankly. And he gets to link up with Tuba Akpom. Two well, yeah. Englishmen at Ajax. Oh, yeah. That's well, just a huge pull. Presumably has never happened before. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean, Henderson is going to be associated with this Saudi situation forever. Mm. You know, it's going to be something that does define his career. He's obviously had a lot of criticism for that. Um, define yeah. his career? Well, I... I think it's going to be a yeah. I think that will be up there in any any conversation about him this will because the publicity was unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this before. And again, it's his it's of his own making. But once he had made that decision and made that mistake, the first thing he could have done uh, to go some way to not rectifying it, but doing what he can to correct it is is moving away from it. And he has done that now. Mm. Um, Stephen Gerrard signed an extension though. <laughs> He's loving it. Yeah. He's thinking, well, someone's got to continue the good work that Jordan's been doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he's thinking, I've lost loads of games here and they're not sacking me and I'm getting paid an absolute <laughs> fortune. Yeah. I, might so lock, I might lock this in now, so actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, there's a tiny little rumour and I stress it's a tiny one. And obviously, it's, it's it, you know, people are going to talk. But Jose Mourinho is being linked to uh, Saudi club Al-Shabaab this morning. Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really want to see it because I do want that, you know, we think he's got at least one last big job in him and I really want it to be the Premier League because, again, what's good... He's 61, Marcus. He might, have, crazy. he might have loads of jobs left in him. Well, yeah, and, and he is powered by, you know, his sort of anger and frustration and so on. He will manage Portugal at some point. But I do think, though, that Mourinho, I think, at Roma, it was such a, it was such a match made in heaven for a bit, of course. You know, and then and then the owners thought otherwise. I wonder if he thinks, can I find that at another club? Does he really want to kind of, you know, go through another, I don't know, Spurs situation or whatever? Then there's the Portugal manager job, and then there's a lovely pundit role in any studio in the world he wants. I, I wonder if, with the way that football is so cyclical, um, his style might come back into fashion, like just by pure accident. At some oh, yeah, point, he might doubt. be absolutely invincible again. Imagine. Oh God! Um, <laughs> I think the important thing to to say is he he, he kind of craves. Well, he craves attention, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's what I mean. He's not really going to get that over there. Oh, he would in Saudi. That'd be, I think. No, but 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 he doesn't want like one country's attention. He wants he wants 
got a global repute. Yeah, it? and to create that siege mentality. And that's what I mean, though. When, when he goes to a club... They're all against like, us. Well, well yeah. <laughs> of course they are. Well, that's it. He needs to go to a club where it's all kind of... The attention is all completely on him and it's not kind of, no, 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 Joseph, no, we play this way or actually we're quite well-liked, you know, or whatever. So um, I don't know... Um, who knows, but it will be very interesting to see. Um, one man um, who uh, is not managing at the moment anymore is Troy Deeney. He's been sacked uh, as Forest Green Rovers manager. And we talk about Mourinho's style and being a bit competitive. Troy Deeney, I think it's fair to say, took that to another level. Um, quite incredible, his his short time at, uh, at Forest Green Rovers. I mean, they, they hired Duncan Ferguson, right? Mm. Now, Ferguson just because obviously was quite a fearsome character on the pitch and in his home uh, in the middle of the Have night. Have they got a type for yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I mean. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't want to start sort of saying, you know, he's, mind you, what he's been doing up in Scotland recently as a manager. It's fair to say he's a combative kind of bloke, right? Yes. And then they go for, for Troy Deeney, but Deeney seems to be like even more so than Ferguson. Yeah. I mean, the, whoever comes in next, you know, and unless it's, surely they've learned from these two mistakes, though. Well, indeed, unless it's like you know someone from like the WWE, surely it's going to be <laughs> a lovely old job, and they're going to get a manager bounce because the players yeah. will think, "Oh, thank goodness we've got someone." So, what, talk us through what uh, Troy Deeney actually said for so, anybody that might not have heard it. Yeah, so Troy, De- I mean, he he. He said about the game against Harrogate uh, uh, last Saturday, first half was boring. I'd rather watch friggin' Antiques Roadshow than that. No offence to anyone who likes Antiques Roadshow. That's one of the more milder ones. He, he, he accused his players of being inmates running the jail. Right. Right. And then he said there were too many babies top to bottom. And I think In the, the jail? Well, that's what I mean. You can't say inmates and then babies. Because inmates, I would have thought, if inmates managed to run the jail, they'd probably be quite hard or quite yeah. you know, tricky. Yeah, Bugsy Malone, though. They were all babies. Yeah. Um, He's that, done you there, mate. He has done me there. All right, I've, all right. Hold my hands up there. Doesn't um, like antiques roadshow. One of he his... likes Bugsy Malone. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of his players, he said, I just told him in front of everyone that six months ago he'd have had a kick to go to the Premier League. Now he won't get a game in the National League. Yeah. See, I think I this... mean that is you know we haven't even hit rock bottom yet. That's the worry. Yeah, I think it's got to the point where maybe it's just a bit embarrassing for Forest Green and they've just decided to pull the plug. And I think if you're one of those players, you're hearing those comments and you're thinking, I've just got to wait this guy out. Mm. Mm. It feels like he's sort of lost his head a little bit. And it's um, the kind of tough guy talk is a really interesting thing in modern football, isn't it? Players just don't really seem to respond to it. And I think I've got a theory with Deeney and a lot of managers like this where he is realistically, because he's so obviously hard, and an intimidating presence, he really probably has the highest status in any room he's in. So people just kind of defer to you when you're like mm-hmm. that, speaking from experience, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it probably makes you think that everything you think is right, yeah. regardless of whether actually when it you know, is tested in practice, it is or not. Well, it's interesting you say that because his man management style clearly is not working and bullying has. well yeah basically yeah and I think I think you know on the basis of these six matches or whatever it was at Forest Green you think to yourself maybe that maybe managerial career is not for you or maybe it's too close since you played you mm. know because as a player you can bark at orders at other players and so on and, and then you'll have a bit of an argument or even a fight or whatever but the, but the manager is the one there to calm it down and if it can't mm. be solved then somebody has to leave the club and whatnot. Well, it's about what he takes from this isn't it yeah. and how he sort of approaches his next job yeah. and, and also what Forrest Green do from this because you know with all the talk of you know Brassel made this point um, in the WhatsApp group yesterday do a lot of great things off the field <laughs> and they're you know rightly lauded for, for a lot of that but 
what what are they doing hiring Duncan Ferguson and Troy Deeney? Yeah, I, Ferguson, I think I can understand. At least with coaching experience, yeah, fine. Do you know but, what I mean? But, but they're obviously going for profile there, aren't they? Rather well, than well, must be, yeah. I mean, who would be like the most lovely appointment after that? I was thinking, well, well yeah, because like, the, the Claudio Ranieri, something like. That. <laughs> Who'd be the loveliest? Really, a lovely, lovely appointment. Uh, who's lovely? Do we know any lovely people? Yeah, uh, Pete Donaldson. Yeah, Pete's Pete's what underrated lovely, isn't he? I do yeah. feel that that might not go that well. <laughs> Can't go anywhere. Oh, what, what, what was you thinking there, Jim? Why, why, Forest Green why and Pete Donaldson. Yeah, he he's like have a bath in kombucha to make a point, wouldn't yeah, he? he? Something would. like that. Yeah, no, I could, yeah, that's you, you give players like a game off. So yeah. don't worry about it, this one, lads. I'll yeah. play. We'll just yeah, we we'll take the. We'll it's just take me the loss. today. Have you have, a, have your Saturday off, <laughs> lads? We're not we're not having any war on the sidelines. We just we just just got kimchi. <laughs> so if you want, that, yeah, yeah, if you're struggling, have some kimchi. Terrible idea. Right, coming up in the second half, we've got some Ivan Tony chat and some Jesse Lingard transfer gossip. See you in a bit. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. In football, you've worked with and alongside some of the biggest names in the game, some of the biggest coaches you've come up against as well. Who's been your biggest influence in your coaching career? 
I think myself. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Always nice to hear the voice of uh, friend of the Ramble, Kay Murray, there. Now, Arsenal host Crystal Palace tomorrow at 12.30. Jim, Arsenal looking for their first win in over a month. Yes. The it's, little slugs. Ooh. It's arse cry. One of the, uh, one of the better <laughs> abbreviations uh, available in the Premier League this season. Arseful, oh, yeah. possibly the best. Yeah, um, when they play Fulham. Yeah, yeah but they, they, I think Arsenal need a performance. Arsman. As, as, Arsman is good. Although yeah. you don't have Man. Yeah, Billy Gunn was an Arsman. Yeah, but you wouldn't have Man because Manchester United or City you have to... Manchester United is Moon. Oh, they are Moon. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, Arsman. Yeah. It works. It works. It works. But I think Arsenal won't really pay too much attention to that. Um, and <laughs> they need a performance they, as much as they do they a did. result here, <laughs> because it, that's been a a, a big part of the, the this drab run and form. They've been creating all these chances, but mm. not that many of them have been that high value, and they've not put a one. I mean, it's like 61, 63 chances. One goal recently was a was a stat I saw yeah, somewhere. It's, yeah. it's really that that really needs to change. And I, I think, 61, 63. as in the sixty one shots. Oh, I only see. produced one goal. I thought if they'd scored sixty one out of sixty three chances, pretty, pretty good. To me, I'm damn good. Yeah, nearly one. That's a good, good look at the defence then. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. it's like Cristiano Ronaldo at Real Madrid stuff. That <laughs> yeah, um, but. I think this, you know, this little break hopefully will do that. We know Arsenal can score goals. It's they scored the most goals they'd ever scored in the Premier League season last season. So it is obviously it's there's clearly some sort of mental uh, block going on there. So I'm I'm really hoping that yeah, tomorrow will will be a different uh, different story. Yeah, I mean, goals wise, it's not been so good. I mean, in in the top five, you know, they they are distinctly the um, the lowest goal scorers. Mm. Defensively, you know, pretty good. The good thing for Arsenal is just despite dropping all those points, they are only five off Liverpool at the top. Um, and they are above Spurs on goal difference, you know. So it's those little marginal games. Yeah, that was actually, you know, having a little break from Arsenal last week. It was almost a bit like it's a wonderful life. Like this is what it's what your life would be without Arsenal, like the reverse. <laughs> but then, because Spurs were still at large, I was like, no, I can't have this. Can't do at it, large, <laughs> at large. Yeah, actually, I, yeah. All, all, you know, truth be told, I've, I've had a wonderful week. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fresh. nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The the argument for less football gets stronger and stronger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it should continue for your wish as well. Um, Palace down in fourteenth. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, just five points off the relegation zone. Uh, they've had a bit of a, a bad run of form, although they did win last time out of course, which um, stopped the rot mm. you'd certainly hope so for, for Roy and Palace's sake. Roy Hodgson was defending himself again from the boo boys and the uh, and the, and the criticisms of It must the be difficult for an apex predator. Yeah. <laughs> Very difficult. Not natural. Yeah. Not um, being on the defence. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he took off uh, Eberetche Eze in midweek. Palace fans booed that, which... Rightly so. You can understand. Yeah. Um, but he said that, that he needed a rest for this game, which I suppose... Don't play him then. Yeah, if you're, if, you're a, <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a Palace fan, you're thinking, basically you've just said, ah, the FA Cup, ah, well, it looks like we're going out of it, lads. Yeah. There's a game away to Arsenal that we must win. Do you do you worry that Hodgson could get sacked? I do, yeah. I, th- I think you were saying the other day that he'll be there to the end of the season. I'm not so sure. Mm. Because if they flirt with relegation, then... They're gonna in the in terms of how you know chairman think or you know football club hierarchies think they're not gonna have a choice. Yeah, what do you, what do you think of it? It would be sad if if it was an acrimonious split with Hodgson and Palace. But the, the way it's going, the way he's being quite defiant and defending it, 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 obviously it suggests as the results do in the league position that it is it's not improving. It's going one way, and it and it does usually end quite badly when that's the case. I mean, I don't think it would be. I don't think you're. I, 
I don't think it'd be a sad thing. I mean, I, I think it is quite a necessary thing. And whether he can turn it around and get to the end of the season, fine, whatever. Um, he, as you said, you know, someone of Rod, Rodson's caliber and stature of manager. You call him Rodson. And I then like that. Sorry, ca- yeah. caliber, <laughs> caliber and snatcher. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Because he's bricked up, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's an Rodson. He's uh, yeah. He was. I'm just pushing all the words together. Um, yeah, but it works. If, if he can get to the end of the season, then. You know, fair play to Hodgson, but I, but I'd also think that I, th- I think Palace fans have seen this basically in a cycle for a few years now, and I don't blame them for you know having quite short shrift with it. And I also think that we know his limitations as a manager, and it's every now and again, you know, he hit he'll he'll hit the ceiling, he'll fall back down a bit, mm-hmm. and then come back up. But it's a it's like the shittest yo-yo, really, because you don't really get to experience the high. You don't get the proper dip. And I, I can understand why Palace fans are just not even frustrated. Frustrated feels like the wrong word. It's just tired and mm. bored. And there's, a level, there's, there's a level of tedium about it. Do you think the fact that there's a clear ending as well? It's basically the yeah. club are almost saying, look, look, just, go, you become, just go with this until the summer. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you and, think yourself, and I think, well, actually, that's a long way in football. But, and, and, I, and I think, you know, maybe one of the unspoken things about have, being at a club where you have a manager like Hodgson mm. is this idea that you, you're a service to them, like you're a service to their retirement. You, you, are, mm. you are the carpet that they walk out on, essentially. Yeah. And I know that that's a bit of a crude. Um, Crude metaphor, but what I'm what I mean by I think that in is in this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you end up you end up being a vessel. Form. You end up being a vessel for someone else's journey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see. What and you mean. I and I don't think that's the way Palace fans want to think about it. Yeah. Especially given there's talk of long been talk of people linked with um, Eze. There's a lot of um, you know interest in Elise. Two generational talents. I think we can all agree. Mm. And they don't feel like they're they're making the best use of their time, their time with those two players. Uh, I mean, the thing I would say to defend Hodgson, as I'm duty bound, is that he was brought in to steady Palace. As I I mentioned on, I think maybe Wednesday show Mm -hmm. or maybe before that, but like, yeah, he was, and he did that before when De Boer got sacked. But But are they steady? Well, and, and so this is the question. So. If indeed he does, I think for Hodgson's point of view is that when you say, uh, you know, he's being used as, or Palace are being used for a, a vessel for his sort of career or journey, if you like, I, I totally get that. But he would sort of say, well, no, hang on a minute. I, I was brought in to do this and, you know, let me finish my work and then, you know, appoint Carroll or whatever. But, I mean, that he's, would be his he, he, but he's, he's, he has finished his work. By, the, by those mm. parameters, he, he's done his job, actually. Mm-hmm. So if they do move on from him in this window... I don't think it's necessarily them saying, "Are oh, you failed?" Mm-hmm. I think it's more that they just they just need to move on. Brentford versus Nottingham Forest is later uh, that down Saturday at five thirty. It is a big one. It's a big one for both sides. Forest, of course, are in uh, you know with all the, the the financial stuff they've been charged with and so on. What they need is results on the pitch as quickly as possible because. We've seen what's happened with Everton this season. That yeah. Something like that um, could happen. So a huge game for them. And Brentford, of course, that man Ivan Tony's back. And yeah. Brentford are not having a particularly great season. Um, they're 16th, just three points above Luton Town in, a, in 18th. I mean, they do have a game in hand. But they need victories. And Tony 
Jim Campbell is surely the man to deliver them. This is like The Rock coming back, though, isn't it? Like, in terms <laughs> yeah. of the quality of it. I, I hope when he comes back, they, they give him like a theme tune and stuff, and he's wearing like a crown and a, and a, Spurs and a king's kit. robe. Well, he's, he's going ca- to be captain. Yeah. So he's leading the team out already. Yeah. 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 Which is it's pretty great. It's going to yeah. be a big, big moment this weekend. Yeah. And a quite rare thing. Unless he, unless he pushes a move through to a bigger club as he wants. <laughs> I, look, I am really excited to see Tony. I think everybody is. Um, you know, Visser is obviously the playing in the AFCON. He scored um, in, in the other game. Um, Wemo's out injured. We know their problems uh, with, with some of their personnel missing due to whatever reason. Tony is going to be a huge miss, you know, for any team really. And he's been been so so good for for Brentford, and he said it was about a week ago or maybe more when when his when his comeback was um, was was you know it was due, and he said you know Brentford had just been brilliant for me. He spoke so favourably about about Thomas Frank, about the club, about the fans who have been singing his name. And he's mm. not even been in the stadium for crying out loud. It's not like they can see him and go there he is, give us a wave or anything. They have been so. Um, eagerly anticipating his return because they love him for what he's done there uh, and so on. And he spoke about this <laughs> a week or two later, whatever it is, he's asked about, you know, you're looking for a move to a big club. And I think, okay, he's answered honestly and we want honesty, but I think he could have been a little bit politician-like and batted that one away. Mm. And he's basically gone, yeah, yeah, I would actually, I really would like. And it's just like, oh, Ivan, that, yeah. I, I'm sure the fans will still love seeing him. I don't want to start telling people what they should think, of course. But I did think, oh, yeah. To meet him more than halfway, he's not saying anything that is news to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he shouldn't say it, should he? <sighs> but think about the, the context. You know, he's coming back as you say. He's been made captain. They, they've been chanting yeah, his name. Blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. He he should be as he kind of was saying. No, I'm just focused on Brentford. Which, which I, I think is the case. But by the sounds of what he was saying, it was like he was trying to push through a January move, which to me is crazy. Well, I mean, he's 28 soon. The Euros are coming up. So he might think if he can get himself into a, you know, into a traditionally bigger team that that might play into the thinking yeah, but the of the Euros manager. Yeah, the Euros at his as, age as often, are two different happens. points for me, Jim. Totally no, but that, that's what I mean. That's what I'm trying but to say But the Euros here. point is surely that he should stay at Brentford. Well, he might not think think of it that way. I think that he's obviously very, very, amb- he he's a very, very ambitious person. And he, I think it's very obvious he wants a move, is impatient to get that move. Otherwise, I don't think this, this, uh, this interview goes in that way. He's, he's you know... He's bloomed late, hasn't he? Players like that, they, they yeah. have to jump on these chances. His Euros chance is best served at staying at Brentford. The side that everyone noticed him at, the side that's, that sets up to play to his strengths, where he can walk straight back in there and score tons of goals and and and, and, and where it's all there. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that is that is a key for me because when Tony was at his best, yeah. or is at his best, everything flows through him. Totally. And it's so rare to see that mm. For a player who plays the furthest forward, I think he'll get that anywhere. Though I think people know that he's that rare type but, but of striker. You might, but you might that. as well. That's bollocks. You, if he went to Spurs, which that apparently they've been linked to Arsenal, there's no way it would. No, I, I think he, he's a. I don't know. No, I know. I, I mean, I, I think I, it I would. Think it'd suit both yeah, I think. I think. It, uh, yeah. So, so do I actually. Um, particularly Spurs, but I. But I actually think with with this Brentford side already, or, or, well, already kind of geared towards him, mm. it, it's it's just a bit easier isn't it yeah. like he knows that mm. you know everyone there and yeah. um the system that they play the thing i you know it's it's jim's point really about time mm-hmm. time is what he's worried about time is what he's lost already mm-hmm. um and as as much as there is you know it's a two different points as you pointed out about age and 
whether he's getting to the Euros. But it's also what we know now, opportunity. And it is, it's, he knows he's a scarce commodity, even yeah. as someone who hasn't played in, in all this time. He also knows Brentford will get more for him now. And that yeah. works into his, to his favour. But then it's also, I think, a point that, Jim, you made um, before we started recording when we were outside about, actually, you know, we've, we've spoken a lot in the transfer window about what teams can and can't afford. Yeah. And you do wonder what, what is actually out there. What, who has the purse to, to come in and, and take him off Brentford's hands? So this is the psychodrama derby this weekend, because obviously <laughs> the, the, the Tony situation we've just discussed. Yeah. discussed. But Forrest, of course, if you've, as you mentioned, Marcus, have these charges hanging over their heads. And we saw with Everton that it galvanised them. And actually, mm-hmm. that was a, a not going to say it was a positive thing for them, but their response to it was positive. Forrest absolutely have to do the same. But they're in a slightly different situation where obviously they've got a new manager. And mm-hmm. it's, it's possibly harder to create that sort of situation Mm-hmm. when you don't know the players so well. They made hard work of Blackpool in the week. I know they've made a lot of changes for that game, but form going into it, like, certainly based on that, is is a bit shaky despite them getting the win. So, I mean, how, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I, I just, I, I can see a, a Tony Hattrick here. I yeah? really can, yeah. Proper, at home, that, proper like box office. Straight back at the races. Daddy's yeah. home. Tony perfect Hattrick. Yeah. First half. Yeah. One of them being a penalty. Forrest and a... Decent upturn of form. So yeah. what they they beat United, which Manchester United. Well, they beat both United actually, Manchester United and Newcastle United. There you go. And then you know these two games with with Blackpool and eventually got over the line. But mm-hmm. Brentford yeah, they, are they, on a yeah, you know what run. you're right. I've said they weren't in such great form, but that's not true of the league form. Is it? But Brentford, but, I mean, st- they've only won their form. last two in the league. And yeah, as you said, um, Brentford are absolutely shocking at the moment. Mm. But yeah, it feels like a different. Um, yeah, with Tony coming back as a different proposition. Sergio Regulon joining Brentford on loan. That's not a bad one, is it? You know what? He was on loan at Manchester United, obviously, before that ended uh, in the start of January. And I didn't think he did that badly. And I think there have been times I've watched him at Spurs in that you know, when he first joined where I thought, I can definitely see something here. He's definitely like a, a decent player. I wondered if actually if, he, if he'd stay, just given the nature of Spurs' injuries. But yeah, more power to them. It's quite exciting as well, considering how um, Brentford play and a lot of the reasons why they have struggled this season is because of the lack of uh, Rico Henry. And generally, they've lost what you know, lost the quality from out wide in the fullback areas and the wingback areas, I suppose. And mm-hmm. I think Reglon can definitely give them that. Yes. Um, talking of uh, extremely unlikely transfers in January, but one we would definitely want to see. Barcelona are apparently seriously considering handing a contract to Jesse Lingard. My goodness. Talk them into that so well. My goodness. Get him in. Get Get him in. Yeah, he Pull the other lever. Calvin Phillips and Jesse Lingard (gasps) pulling the strings for Barcelona. (sighs) Oh, man. I, I... I can't see is that. Twenty is that that's like that's like twenty sixteen vintage with uh twenty twenty one? Yeah, all of that. Love it. Um Lingard had been linked with Phil Neville's Portland Timbers earlier in the week. By if, you? By possibly. I tell you, if he went there, I'd be going every week. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he to... <laughs> Oh dearie me. Um, I don't think you'd like Portland. Why? Is no, because it, right, I'm just... horrendously right wing. Why would I not like Portland? Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly, I was trying to find a way around that, but yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, that's not true, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a it's just a bit alternative, and I, I don't I don't really yeah I don't really think that's your vibe. Really, I think you'd be annoyed. Okay, you would yeah. you you would just what you because you hate hot drinks yeah. and it's basically where I don't want other people. People love them. doing that. <laughs> Actually, no, the coffee drinkers they hold up the queue, don't they? Yeah, I mean it's full of coffee drinkers, Portland. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, should, I wouldn't like hold Seattle. up the queue. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you don't hold up the queue when you're getting what you're ordering. No, because it takes a few seconds. Right. But what are you getting? So where are you buying your coffee, by the way? I don't drink coffee. Yeah, sorry. Where are you going that also sells coffee that's full of coffee drinkers? Are you going into Pret and buying juice? No. I, they often sell flapjacks, don't they? Those places. <laughs> Oh, you're the most wholesome man in the world. So, um, there we are. I don't know what to say. But Portland Timbers, you know, they are the ramble team, you know. I suppose, yeah, yeah, that's true. um, Good old Timberwolves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed, indeed. Right, gentlemen, I want to bring your attention to something quite nice now, because after all the news of the charges in the Premier League this week, owners and investors have been in the headlines a lot, of course. Now, Motherwell chairman, let's go north, let's go to Scotland. Motherwell chairman, Jim McMahon, had made headlines for different reasons last week. He was asked who his ideal Motherwell investor would be, and he said, my ideal Motherwell investor would be Taylor Swift. She could come and give concerts here before a game. (laughs) Can you imagine that? (laughs) At Fir Park. Um, For every game. (laughs) When she visits, she will get a seat in the director's box and a wee pie. (laughs) This has genuinely been brilliant from Motherwell because this is, they did a video essentially trying to get investment and Mm. it's a sad state of affairs where we have clubs needing to do that but they've done it in a really, really slick way. It's got a lot of attention because of this Taylor Swift stuff Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's great. It's just really nice. It's it's clubs using social media well for something they actually need. Taylor Swift is a pie. Yes. Give her a wee pie. So, you know, Don't Motherwell, say Taylor's version. Don't say Taylor Swift is a pie. Why? They, do you know what about be Swifties? Careful. Yeah, be careful of the Swifties. Oh. You do not want to get mad? on the wrong side of them. What are you doing? I'm it's just... too late now, Vish. They've, they've got algorithms to pick up criticism of Taylor yeah. Swift. Okay, I just saying on Ramble Uncut the other day, it was the we, we celebrate the anniversary of the Davy Cameron is a pie tweet, didn't we? They're not going to care. Okay. Is you don't t- realise what you've done, yeah. do you? Uh, we are toast. We are we're in so much trouble. I'm oh. glad I'm leaving the country on Sunday. Oh, right. It's is, absurd. Is there a lot of them on, in that Portland? That isn't going to save you. <sighs> yeah. Off to Saudi Arabia for us. <laughs> They'll protect us. Um, <laughs> right, everybody, it's time for the Football Ramble Hacker with Betfair. Uh, with Betfair this season, you can build your football accumulators with their 90-minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out in 90 minutes on their match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. So today and every Friday, we're building an acre of four match odds, 90 bets from across the Premier League. Jim, you're up first. I am up first and I have gone for Brentford to beat Nottingham Forest. I think you're right. I think Ivan Tony is going to make a big difference there. Um, so, yeah, I've got eight wins out of 19, though. So maybe you shouldn't listen to me. OK, well, you've still got eight there, Jim. Um, so uh, next pick, uh, Bournemouth versus Liverpool Vish. I'm going for a stalemate. I just feel like with Liverpool missing not just Salah, but Alexander-Arnold, as we mentioned before. and Endo as well. Endo, Solanke's form. Obviously, they've got a couple of players out at the AFCON as well. But yeah, I don't know. Fancy a draw here. Interesting. Okay. You've got seven out of 13, correct? Legend. And by the end of play, um, you might have a 50% record. Arsenal versus Crystal Palace is a game that we gave to Pete Donaldson, and he had this to say. I'm going to go for Arsenal uh, winning this one, uh, simply because they're fresh from Daddy Dubai warm weather training. They've got clear plastic bags from the airport filled with tax-free snoo. Uh, and also there's uh, the small matter of uh, Gabriel Jesus being back in the fold as well. So I'm going to go for Arsenal for this one. 
There you go. That's Pete uh, presumably driving along in his new automobile. It's not his new car. He hasn't got his new car yet. I do know his new car has Wisdom Ace written on it <laughs> and that it's very confusing. So more on that as we get it, I presume, yeah, across various shows. <laughs> yes, and do check our socials because you will see what Pete has bought. Um, I have Sheffield United versus West Ham. I'm going for a West Ham win. West Ham win, everybody. David Moyes with all three points there. So we've got a Brentford win against Forest, a draw between Bournemouth and Liverpool, a win for Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, and a win for West Ham against Sheffield United. A £10 bet with Betfair on that returns £153, 56 pence. And if we win all that money, we'll go to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus, for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK. They've donated £470 so far this season. Not too shabby. Uh, remember, with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds, 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by some stoppage time drama won't be affected and that's the same for our Ramble Acker every week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18 to get involved. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Now it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of Yes, it's time for Jack's Encyclopedia, my beauties. And I'm in the chair. It's Vish versus Jim. Um, I mean, there is no belt on offer today. Why? Because I'm the, oh, the belt holder, baby. You can't do that. What? Sorry, what? You so you have the belt and you're not playing? Correct. Yeah, well, this is this is an exhibition. What's match. the point? Yeah, just a little friendly, mm. uh, if you like. I wouldn't get out of bed for this Don't if you told me it's going to be friendly. But it's not billed as that. This is billed as a grudge match. Shut up! You don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> even you don't believe that. Come on, grudgy McGrudge face. Him trying to win from the hosting. I know, yeah. That's what he's doing. Smudge. Anyway, it's a simple game of categories, as you know, if you go Plus too we, slow. It's like playing football in Saudi. I will be um, playing Gary Neville's Orgasm, which will leave you seven seconds. Um, I won last Friday, of course, so I do hold the um, the, the, the lineal belt. But uh, it's Fish versus Jim today, and we're going to start with uh, Jim Campbell. Uh, <laughs> the 20 players who have made the most appearances under David a.k.a. David Moyes, throughout his managerial career. So all the clubs he's managed, the 20 players who have played the most for him. Okay, Jim, that's a big one. I'm going to go, go for Tony Hibbert. Tony <laughs> Hibbert? <laughs> Lovely one. Uh, Maran Fellaini. Well played, sir. Leon Osman. And he is the most with 345 appearances. Ooh. So you just get an extra ding for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seamus Coleman. Seamus Coleman. I'm afraid not, sir. Wow. I'm afraid not. David Moyes left Everton a long time ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Point to Jim. Probably Leighton Baines is the one I should have said. Should have said that. You could have had Declan Rice, Jared Bowen, John Macken, Joseph Yobu, Lee Carsey, Leighton Baines, Mark Rankin, uh, Mikel Arteta, Pablo Fornals, Phil Jagielka, Phil Neville, Sean Gregan, Stephen Pienaar, Tim Cahill, Tim Howard, Thomas Suchek, incredibly, or Victor Anichabi. Yeah, I guess he's had two spells at West Ham, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah good chance. He's a tricky Victor one. Victor Anichabi. Yeah. Lovely to hear his name. Yeah. This is a lovely one, uh, gentlemen. Um, so 1 0 to Jim. The Africa Cup of Nations, of course, is well underway. I want the top 22 African goal scorers in the Premier League. Now, it would have been 20, but there are a few players level on goals, of course, at, uh, at the bottom of the list. So, Vish, you are first. So, top 22 African goal scorers in Premier League history. Didier Drogba. Yeah, I thought you might get a mention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mo Salah. 
Mo Salah. Drogba was number three, by the way. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yakubu. Yakubu. Course he's in there. Wee. Course he's in there. Sadio Mane. Uh, he's in there. Yahya Toure. Well played, sir. Well played. Kanu. Uh. Is Noak Makanu in the list? You bet your bottom dollar he is. Mm. Oh, uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Well done. Riyad Mahrez. Well played. That's a lovely touch, That's that. That's a nice one, that. Do you like that? Uh-huh. Hellhead's juice? No, it feels wrong. Mm. Oh. Jim Campbell for the win. Emmanuel Adebayo. Ooh. Jim Campbell wins. Yeah. Oh dear, oh dear, Vish. Well, it wasn't for anything. <laughs> I've, lost, that, I've lost an exhibition game. Yeah. <laughs> Big work. That face I've seen so often on the end of my sword is on the end of Jim Campbell's today. <laughs> Not a euphemism. Really, um, really sounded like one. Yeah. Though. Benny McCarthy, Demba Bar, Efna Koku, Frederick Canute, Jordan Ayu, Kelechi Iheanacho, Papasise, Peter Unluvu, Peter Odemwinge, Solomon Kalu, Shola Amiobi, mm. Wilfried Bonny, Wilfried Zaha. Yeah, shit. Ah! Big win for yeah, Jim. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have your remember cat noise. Yeah. You bring out. Because there's nothing on this. Yeah. yeah. Should we do the other round? As pointless as the first two, if you want to do that. Unbelievable. <laughs> you are unbelievable, you are. Do you know what? I was going to say that the last round we could have counted for three, but you've talked me out of it, so... Oh, did I? Because did I? it's an exhibition, we can just make up the rules, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> you are... The... Shame we didn't do that. Yeah. Fans would boo you <laughs> and, your, and, your, uh, and your dreadful attitude, Mike. And you know what? Fans would remember me. Really? <laughs> the streets yeah. won't forget. In the same way we remember... Member Saddam Hussein. Um, there we are. Uh, you're staying. Do you, th- you think the streets remember? Streets. <laughs> oh, who's your oh, Saddam Hussein? Streets won't forget Saddam. Yeah. You're staying. You know who up. the streets won't forget? Oh, you're similar vein. Chemical Alley. Chemical Alley. He's a streets won't forget tyrant. Mm, well, yeah. For you, for you, for that, Vish, you're staying behind for a few hours. <laughs> So there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Rabble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Do join myself, Jim and Vish, if he fancies it, uh, for tomorrow's mailbag, which promises to be brilliant. Do follow us on Twitter, currently known as X, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram, at Football Ramble. And don't you dare forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Idiot. (laughs) Please let me say goodbye. (laughs) I think you've said enough. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.